Hey, hello, and welcome to episode 75 of the Charming Dropping the X podcast, and all whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I tried to use an extra word, and it threw me off. So yeah. we're, we're an unofficial Hunter Hunter podcast. I'm Dave Dr. Foxy Brown, and I'm joined by Diego. Hey, guys. Uh, long time no see. Yeah, somebody went on vacation, and... I did, and then I haven't gotten around to edit the episode, so it's been three episodes backlog so today hopefully i get him out today sunday um <coughs> you guys will get a three dose bless you Thank a you. three dose of uh episodes because you guys have been complaining how we've dropped the ball instead of just dropped the x <laughs> anyway right yeah i um, was like that's creative yeah sort of yeah we're gonna be covering episodes 83 and 84 um, there should be news. I don't know if you have any. No, uh, other than the fact that for some reason the the rankings, ratings uh, website that we used to go to stopped doing anything but the top ten. Uh, so it's hard. It's hard to see what is available after the top ten. So all I know is that Hunter Hunter hasn't been on the top ten since the second episode of the Chimera Antark. Wow. Where it tied with Pokemon at 3.1. So, I don't know if that's good news or bad news. Um, more than likely, it's bad news because it hasn't been hitting top 10 numbers. My guess is it's, again, I personally am a fan of it because it hasn't been censoring anything in the manga. Mm-hmm. But, obviously, families aren't enjoying that <laughs> early morning time slot for that. No, I... I still don't understand why they weren't able to find a slot more appropriate. But you work with what you have, unfortunately. I think, again, it has to do with the fact that they established an audience and they they had good numbers. And they're like, okay, well, either we switch, which I guess in Japan, if you switch schedules, much like here in the U.S., I think it it doesn't necessarily mean it's a sign of success. Like you're going to get either people who are lost – we're not going to know what happened. They're never going to watch the show again because it doesn't come on at a time that it's convenient for them. And at the same time, it just doesn't you, – there's no advantage to it. You're going to lose more than you're going to gain. Yeah, I mean, Gintama switched time slots multiple times and after every time it got canceled. So yeah. I could see where so it wouldn't be a good thing. And at this, I mean, at this point, what's are they? Could they cancel the show because it gets too violent for that time slot? That would be weird. I don't. I've never heard of that before, but I've been kind of seeing that people are commenting on it on Twitter, going, "I wonder how long it's going to go before it gets canceled because of the intense violence, or just the talk of stuff." Like episode was, it, I think it was eighty three, with the. Um, porcupine dude or whatever the armadillo the armadillo yeah yeah where he talks about you think you would know it was an armadillo yeah it was an armadillo sorry not porcupine but the armadillo where he talks about seeing people's like he loves seeing uh people puke out their organs yeah and it was like oh whoa okay uh yeah, but that's just talk. Kids though. watch this show. It's it's disturbing talk, but it's just talk. It's not as though they showed people puking up their organs. Right, that's true. Because of course he was fighting Gone, and Gone is unlikely to throw up his organs. Right. Because he's the hero. Plus, he's got Nen. Yeah, you just use that to block. Um, but we're gonna be talking about episodes eighty-three and eighty-four, um, which we might as well jump into right now. Yep. Um. Episode 83, which I had to skim back over because I watched that last week and I didn't really remember. Um, the important highlights of that episode it, were um, Ramot, Colt, and Peggy figuring out how to baptize people with men, which is disturbing and horrifying. Um, because but it makes but it makes sense though because we've already known about the whole of how you open someone's nen ports up. One thing that's that's always got me about Hunter Hunter is just the sheer amount of information about the world in the series that it's so very easy to forget things. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was that arc ago, like I, you know, the Heaven's Arena arc. So it's yeah. been a while. 
But um, Colts then requests for Ramon to punch him as hard as, hard as yeah. he can. And Ramon is just like, I have wanted to do this to you for so long. I'm going to hit you hard enough for you to die. And, and he punches him. And Cole can't, Cole can't stand up uh, for the rest of the episode. Um, he's just sitting there breathing very, with extreme difficulty. And Peggy's just like, oh, okay. Um and this is skipping all over the place, but just covering their part of the episode, um, Peggy remembers, or Colt remembers, sorry, that Zazan said that they brought a rare human in, and it would be a lot more beneficial to them before they run around punching everyone in their force to find out more from him, if he's still alive, about... Um, the rare humans and their abilities and stuff like that because Peggy says that if they could manage to harness Nen on everyone that's at least their level and synchronize it with their normal abilities, then they would really be a roving force of murder for everything on the planet. And then they head over to look for this guy, which is the end of them in that episode. Right. And then we still have the whole part with um, well, we find out that they get to the place, right? They get to there, and then there's, like, this pig cook who's, like, kind of, like, making all this meat dishes or brain dishes for the queen. And Pogo is alive, but he's underneath some, like, skulls. Yeah, he's... Like, some, like a pile of bones, basically. He's been hiding. Yeah, he's like, I had the antidote in the back of my tooth, so hopefully, like, you know, it's you know i'm grateful that i had that antidote but i was only able to get over here i'm still weak so i'm hiding here my goal is to get out of here but why is his aunt able to use nen and so that whole entire time he's hiding and they're like are you sure like they're asking the cook like if he knows where he's at and they're like no i think he are the queen already ate him and so they're kind of like oh fuck now we're <laughs> kind of screwed now we don't know anything now we have no idea what's going to happen so then they're just kind of sitting there talking, um, but at the same, or and then that is the end of their part, I believe, for that episode. Because for the rest of the episode, we got focus on Gon Kilowon Kite and how they're running around, and they got to encounter the Lion Guys' army, yeah, or Hag- his, his commandment, Hagia's people, um, right, along with the Toad guy. And they decide that they're going to do a lottery to determine who's going to fight who. Right, which, by the way, can I just make this... I, what, what's the point of those glasses that he wears? They're, like, super insignificant to the size of his eyes. Oh, he's an old man. And that's how old people wear glasses in anime, in case you haven't noticed. I just, it, it, just always, it has always bugged me how the, the glasses aren't even, like... What's the purpose? You're not, you, can't see, you can see only out of that little area of glass... Maybe that's all they need. I don't know. <laughs> well, anyways, um, like you said, back to back to the episode. They are actually doing some sort of lottery to figure out because they give them three options. They say you can choose number one, where it's a one-on-one fight. You can run away, which is gonna piss us off. Yeah, and then we're gonna kill you. Right. And then number three, uh, fucking forgot what it was, but. It, they said it ended with them killing you. I think. Yeah, it was like uh, it's gonna anger us even more, and we're gonna basically kill you. And then Kai was like, "Okay, well, perfect. We'll pick number one because it's the best way to do things." Right. And the first ant that wins the lottery is this armadillo dude, who attacks Gon by rolling up into a ball and rolling himself at Gon, which makes sense. That seems like what an armadillo would do. And I think Gon tries to dodge. Well, he does dodge the first one. Yeah. He dodges the first one, and the guy's like, oh, you dodged me this time, but it's not going to happen again. And so he rolls at him again. And Gon dodges, and he turns himself so that he'll hit Gon anyway. And I think Gon is talking to him like, look, you don't have to do this. I don't have to kill you. It doesn't have to go down like this. Like, you could just leave. And he's like, why would I leave? I like fighting humans, especially rare humans, because fighting humans is, del- is fun. Because he, he mentions how they, they're not really doing it to help feed the queen. They're just doing it because they like to kill. 
and he especially mentions the line that Diego said earlier, where he loves doing this to humans until they puke up their organs. He loves it because it sounds like vomit, which, you know, if you're puking up anything, it would sound like vomit. So I don't even know where that was going. <laughs> Again, it's just, you're talking about psychopathic people in the NGL who were in the underground thing that was mentioned last episode. Yep. Uh, who basically, their whole entire, they were just drug dealers who just hate, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to generalize this, but I feel like most drug dealers in the world, in our world, just despise the they're the world around them, so they're just trying to make it a shitty and get a profit for them. So you put that with these, you know, different chimera answers. So there's someone clearly who has a problem with life and, and other people, and so he enjoys killing or just for the sake of of his own pleasure. Yeah. So it seems like even the I don't know the the dummy ones, the ones that can't speak, even they enjoy killing because a lot of them are there also um there is one that's just you know holding the lottery thing yeah but they if they get the opportunity they'll they'll kill humans for fun even though they can't express it in human language but gone is like oh that's how it is and he basically rolls up to go attack him again and this time gone um I don't even know, releases his net all the way and is like screaming and junk in typical shonen anime fashion. Yeah, he, and, well, he just basically holds on to the sides and he's like, bitch, compared to Razor Spike, this is nothing. I don't know why I thought he was going to German suplex him. I watched the episode <laughs> before. I'm looking at it the second time. It's like, oh, this is perfect German suplex position. Like, no, he just squeezes him until he dies. Yeah. It would have been fun if he German suplexed him. Would have been I'd awesome. Been badass. And then we have um, so basically he kill he kills him and then all of a sudden, um, Killua comes up next. Yep. And this kind of horn-looking guy comes out, wins the lottery, and he's like, "Well, that guy, you know, uh, that guy was weak. He was trash. I'm ten times stronger than he is." And then Gong gets mad at him. He's like. But he was like your friend, like he was in the same side as you are. Don't call him. Like, why are you calling him trash? And then again, it's just gone being like, um, like this moral high ground of, he's your friend. You're supposed to care about him. He's in the same side as you are. Don't call him trash, you know? Because before they even started fighting, I forgot to mention this. Before they even started fighting, gone was like, well, do we have to fight till we die? Because I don't want you to die, you know? Yeah. If you if I die, it's cool. You can eat me and whatever, but. I don't. I, if you die, I'm not gonna eat you. I don't give a fuck about you. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't. But you shouldn't die though. Like that's that's not what I want to do. So, and then the guy was like, "You're underestimating me." But clearly he wasn't because he killed him with two punches. And with Killua, basically he tries to do his heart removal hand thing. Yeah, and it like dings off the dude's chest. But um, before they actually start fighting. Um, Kite feels this intense foreboding feeling coming from what I assume is the general direction of um, the ant nest. And he realizes, you know, we're cutting through these dudes pretty easily, but I still have this feeling as though there's there's something we're missing. And I can't, I can't figure out what that is. And of course, um, earlier in the episode, um, his friends sidekicks, whatever, they'd managed to get in contact with the Hunter organization and we see um, God was the boss, the boss's name. What, for the lion? Or no, the Hunter organization. Oh, uh, Natero. Right, we see um, Natero getting the information himself. Um, so, there's that. He's about to set up a team to come to NGL. And we also have Kite's friends running through the hierarchical breakdown of the ants and what's going to happen when the king is born and he, they mentioned the queen's royal guard which is the the three eggs that are preparing to hatch that she named personally and how once the king is born he's going to take those three and they're going to um, 
they're going to form their own unit, make a queen, and start the whole process over again. And they show, like, how rapidly that'll multiply. Because the original queen is going to keep making kings. And you're going to very quickly end up with a population size probably as large as humans. And with us to feed on, they'll be pretty well fed for a while. So the ideal is to exterminate them as quickly as possible. And that's dealing with the... um, outside of ngl part of the story even before she said like the, the the quickest way is to take care of the queen before she gives birth to the king once they give birth to the king then there's kind of problems going on shit's about to happen right so it's um Killua and the dude are fighting and Killua just basically decides all right you say your chest is strong and nothing could dent it let me just keep doing this and he punches him again and again until his chest starts to crack, right, where his hand was. And the dude is like, okay, I wasn't prepared for this eventuality. Um, and he just starts, like, swinging wildly at him. And Killer was kind of not there. And he pops up in front of him and just stabs him with his hand again. And it goes all the way through and, you know, blood flying out the back. You know, it's really convenient that they're ants. So that way they can turn the blood into purple or blue, whatever yeah. that blood color was. So they could really just go all out. Now they're like, yeah, blood's just everywhere. But it's blue, so you can show it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're not humans, so you could be as gory as possible. Because I remember that was the reason why I think the Powerpuff Girls always fought um, monsters and like robots and junk. Because mm-hmm. they could be as gory as possible because they don't look human. Right. And the blood's not red right you could just do like as long as it's not red then you're good to go i mean but again we saw tons of red blood last episode with the centaur guy fucking stamping on on dudes and all sorts of crazy shit but so then after the after killua defeats him then all of a sudden there's this clear fog that starts emitting emitting from kite yep and then you kind of see that he summons this side the scythe the same scythe that he oh wait not the same scythe it's a new scythe right yeah it's it's the one that you always see him with in the the opening i think i don't think he summoned it before because we just saw the gun twice right it was the gun that he summoned last episode so he summons the 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 scythe and he's he's like like, oh i hate this weapon it sucks (laughs) but he like turns back and he's like gone Killua jump up in three seconds and he's like okay so then all of a sudden he just does this slice that takes out everybody there like just slice them up like diagonally across their um, or not diagonally horizontally across their midsection takes out all their heads and the the toad guy was talking I don't remember what he was saying but he was I just, just talking he was just talking about like what's this feeling that I'm feeling what is this and he's like oh right this is the the feeling of death because I've seen this before yep and that's all creepy sorts yeah and I believe again the episode ends with the with penguin and uh, rabbit kind of talking and then they talk about how the the inevitable uh birth of the queen or the king's royal guard is upon them yeah but the the creepiest thing in the whole episode which i'm still getting goosebumps apparently now was the the foreshadowing invoked by kite as he's looking at gone and Killua, like walk away in front of him is gone what are you gonna do um when you come across an ant that sees its comrades as friends because gone oh, says that right. he has no problems killing them because they don't care about each other so and he thinks that all of the ants feel that way and i was just like oh i know where this is going yeah foreshadowing but it's been for i mean it's foreshadows like a lot of stuff that they've been throwing in there and i can't remember if this was in the manga or not but it's again pretty it's, it's a completely different concept when you have the whole puzzle solved you know yeah. As opposed to like where you're kind of just starting out, and it's like, yeah, I don't know where this is going yet, or maybe I do. <laughs> I want to take a hiatus. 
So, um, it continues into episode uh, 84. And, um, Hagia, of course, and his two goons have been stalking them. And he sends the flying dude? I can't believe I don't know their names. Um, it feels like he shows they really up. Aren't, they really aren't important. The only people that I kind of remember um, is Hina, mm-hmm. which is the the little chipmunk girl. Uh-huh. And the only reason why I know that is because she's annoying us all. Fuck. <laughs> but I feel like I see this insect dude's face so many times. Like, why don't I know what his name is? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what his name is either. But I agree. He's his face is everywhere. So he's leading a small platoon of flying insects, and he's like, "Okay, guys, um, you just have to be annoying. Basically, you fly around and um, attack them." while they're running through this tree forest area and like as they're moving kite like gone and Killua are just basically chilling and kite is like you know we're being followed and they look backwards and he's like no not not there and he's <laughs> like up there and there's a whole bunch of them and then we this is when we see the the flying ants start attacking them and they're having a very difficult job fighting back because they could basically disappear back into the trees. And so they're like, you know, we need to get into the open so we can fight them off. And Kite's like, that's exactly what they want us to do. This whole thing is a trap. That's a trap. Yep. And we see Hagia and the girl, whose name I also don't know, um, hanging out. Hina. In the, um, that's what she is? Yeah. Her oh, name is Hina. They're hanging out in the, the tall grass. And she's like, you know, what's going on? Why aren't we just charging out there and beating the crap out of them? You're like, I thought you were the king of the jungle. Isn't, isn't that how you do things? And he's like, no, you moron. This is exactly how lions hunt. We, we hang out here and we stalk our prey and then we jump out of nowhere and catch them on the butt, apparently. Um, as with that image of the him and the zebra. Yeah. He's like, well, I thought the zebra was later on, right? Where he's yeah, like, I mean, it is later, yeah, yeah. but when he's yeah. talking about how he's so used to being able to murder everything, and that's how he feels being the king. But now there's a prey that he can't beat. Um, but we see, um, insect dude, um, projecting, um, that kind of psychic way that they talk it's like get back right now and then we see the mist um coming out of the trees and some of the trees get cut down and then you see um ant heads going flying everywhere yeah and kite and gone and Killua emerge from the forest and Hagia looks at him and it's just like you know what no and he starts walking away he's like what are you doing i i'm not fighting him you not see all of the dead ants around here? I'm I'm done. And this is when uh, Kite remarks to himself, like he could look at us and see he's outclassed and decide to leave, which means he must be um, elite level in terms of the ants. And then that's when he starts talking about how um, when he was a lion, all he had to do was rely on his claws and fangs, and he knew that nothing would be able to take him down and this is the first time he's really felt that he can't win a fight yeah he's like i used to be weak but then i got power and then i'm gonna survive to live another day so he walks away he's like we have the ability to learn now so watch yourselves yep and then we get um it goes back to peggy and ramon and how they're looking for this um, for this human, for Poco. And Poco is trying his hardest to chill under this stack of skulls. And the pig dude is not being helpful at all. It's like, look, dudes, I have to chop up a bunch of meat every day, constantly, because the queen won't stop eating. I don't have the time to keep track of the food, okay? And we see um, Nefropito drop down from his egg. Well, not until not be, not before, because he's like, okay, look, I this is a special human, and they can do all like Peggy's like trying to explain this to the cook, and he's like, okay, Ramit, do your little power up thing. So yeah. Ramit powers up, 
and then he's like Peggy's asking the the cook he's like hey can you can you not see the light and the cook's like no and he's like so it must be true it's only for chosen people and yeah. then the Ramad's ego just fucking goes all over the place like, like oh with this power I'm gonna be the king and I'm gonna be the shit it's gonna be <laughs> so awesome and then the egg drops fucking Peto's a lot like born Peto has and then, a shirt a jacket on right just weird clothes right just the jacket and like skin that looks like pants right (laughs) and And um he basically shits himself like he immediately because i guess he wouldn't know how to control it right away it's just like exerting his aura um which is purple and you know when it's purple that means everybody's about to die and he comes out and ramon is the one who feels it more than anyone and especially because um of the train of thought he just had and Pito comes out and is like that conversation you guys were just having was interesting you know sorry for eavesdropping could you tell me more and then Rama just like drops down on one knee and is like I'm I'm worthless in the face of the queen's guard and then he goes down onto the next knee and he's clearly very upset that he's so weak but uh, I do love like how the whole entire time as this is happening there's this little like display of difference of power mm-hmm. like as he's like kneeling down he's looking up all of a sudden the stairs like start increasing so it's like pito's definitely higher up in the stair and then when he puts his hand on the back of his head it's not just like the size of the hand it's like this huge palm like surrounding him mm-hmm. and then also when he was born when he turned around you kind of saw uh pito's like overall head but instead of a face, it just had a skull of death. Yep, that was creepy. Yeah, I was like, I was like damn. What, what is up with this? <laughs> yeah. Some weird imagery. It's when he, when he first faces Pito, he's like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. And you see, like, Pito's hair, more or less, but with a skull. Like, word. It's too to strong. Yeah. And so Again, it's weird because people are like, oh man, she's awesome. I'm like... Uh, that's yeah. not it's, it's not as far as I know it's not a female character but okay I'm pretty sure it's been it's been said in like data books that it's a he despite the fact that they clearly um hired a woman to play the voice yeah it's a it's a woman for a role they have they put breast on on and it but well he always looked like that yeah I know that's what I'm saying it's like it's never it's always been like this weird it's probably just like the. Of course, I forget the actual name for the. Is it the thorax of the ant? It's probably just that. Probably, but I mean, everyone always talks about how ants. Like, if we're really talking about ants, how the majority of the ants are male or female, and then the only like ants that are male are like very special ants in the colony, right? Yep. So I'm like, sure, I suppose. Why not? Because I know the the royal guard is all male. Um, despite how they look. Right. Um, so, Pito wants to learn more about these rare humans. And the next time we see Pito, um, he's reading a book. Oh, wait. First, Pito says, Hey, I don't know what's going on here, but why is there a living human under that stack of skulls? And <laughs> Pokal is like, Oh, fuck. Yeah. And, Poor um, Pokal. The next thing you see is like some of the skulls get removed and it's just Ramot's face um, grabbing him out of the stack. And then yeah. the next time we see Pito, he's in Peggy's little cave World. section reading a book. And he's like, oh, now I get it. And Peggy's like, meow, I get it. Yeah, I hated That's... that. It's just saying like, nyaro <laughs> hodo. And it's, right. it's like, why would, <laughs> why would you keep that up? But anyway, um, he's a cat. I know. It's now like, I get it. Um, it's like, what you know? What are you reading? And he's like, I, he's researching more about the rare humans. But don't you think it would be faster to just ask him yourself instead of reading books? And in the book, he's reading about where new memories are stored and where old memories are stored. And I think the cerebral cortex is where old memories are stored. And Correct. this regular aunt is just like standing there and he's like hey you come over here and he just like plucks his antenna antenna off his head and dude it, it, he doesn't have a face to make expressions but I imagine he's like why why would you do that <laughs> well, 
I bet you it'd be like, okay, uh, this is bad. I'm <laughs> getting called over by the Royal Guard. Okay, what do you... Oh, okay. Uh, sure, I guess you could have those. You didn't ask, but sure. I mean, it's not like I need them. Right. They're not my antenna, you know, to, to fucking live. But sure, you're going to use them to get, you know, temporary information by performing some sort of lobotomy. Lobotomy, yeah, sorry. It was weird. It, it's like he's all, he's controlling him from inside his head. Yeah, he's so like... it's very much... It's very it's much more graphic in the manga, that's for sure. I don't know why they like... stripped him naked, though. That was unnecessary. Uh, he was already naked, though. Oh, yeah, but why? Well, because to fucking feed him to the queen. But the queen ate those two kids with their clothes on? No, the clothes got left behind. Don't you remember? Yeah, but clearly she ate them with their clothes on. Well, she took them off. Of the, like, the clothes were there, so she didn't need the clothes. I mean, anyway, so he's naked. But to prepare the... But, I mean, to prepare the fucking food, right? They were... If you're cooking it, them naked. Yeah, they have to be naked. But anyway, so he's lying in a tub um, naked. And Pito is, like, behind him, controlling him with the... Because he has the antenna jammed into his brain. And he's controlling him with that. And, um... Pito, um... Pokal is telling him about the different types of Nen. He's like, yeah, there are six types. And they're as follows. It's like, Enhancer, and they show gone. Um, Transmuter, Kilowell. And Conjurer, Kite. And then he continues, um... With... Manipulator. Yeah, manipulator, uh, specialization, and. Yeah, the rest. I don't remember this. Trans, transmute, transmitter, emitter, sorry. That's emitter. No, em- emitter's gone. gone. Oh, no, he's an enhancer. Right, right. So, emitter. You're right. Emitter. So, um. And he continues to tell them about specialized Nen techniques like Zetsu and Ren. And he gives them basically all the information, and then Pito is like, "Oh, okay. Uh, I have no further need for him. You could feed him to the queen." And he starts walking away. He's like, "I would love to try the water test because he mentions that they test to see which group you belong to." And he he talked about how if you make a special ability that synchronizes with the group you're in, it makes that ability that much more powerful. And he's like. And how do you find that out? And he's like, you do a water divination test. So he says, I would love to do this. And I think the same ant with the missing antennae comes and brings the cup of water with the leaf in it. And yeah. he's like, Ramont, you do the test and Ramont does it. And the water overflows. So he's like, okay, you're an enhancer. And he says, I would love to try. And he goes and does it and the leaf disintegrates. Um, it wills away and then turns black and disappears. And Peggy says, you know, Commander, this means you're a specialist. And he's like, Commander, that's not my name. <laughs> that's not my name. He's like, um, the queen named me Nefropito. So if you're referring to me ever, if you want to live, <laughs> refer to me only as Nefropito. And they're like, sure, Nefropito. Yes, Nefropito. And um, Peggy had mentioned previously, like, couldn't we just use Ramont to, since punching opens the pores... And you see um, Colts finally standing to his feet and looking rather thrilled with his Nen um, flowing from him. It, couldn't we just use Ramot to basically go around and punch everyone um, on our level so that they, we'd all be able to use Nen? And he's like, okay, sure, that sounds fun. You go and do he's that. He's like, yeah, you do whatever you want, Penguin. I, don't really... I am busy doing, uh, like, I'm going to trust out my powers next. I'm I'm busy being born with Nen. You guys. Have... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he mentions that too. He's like, "Holy shit, we got a fucking person that was born with Nen." He's like, "Okay, so now he's gonna go test out his powers." And then as he's walking away, is when the episode ends, and it's like, "This dark shadow looms upon Kite, Gone, and Killua." <laughs> you have Neferpito, who is newly born, able to use Nen, and clearly very bored. Which is a recipe for disaster in anime. It definitely is. And then that's when the episode ended. And it's the last time that we'll be happy again. <laughs> yeah. Everything <laughs> just gets terrible from here on. 
not like if you were happy before this because there should be no reason. I will say I wasn't really here for the last two episodes, like the episodes before where you guys covered them. But um, my god, that animation for the fighting sequence between the when they were in the underground thing is just – it was amazing. So yep. I just – completely completely awesome but um i drag to, to completely go off on tangent there uh this episode ended and then we got a preview for next episode that was just kite right it was like, it's oh. just it's just images of kite and you're like oh man i know what's gonna happen and i'm scared <laughs> <laughs> you need someone to hold you next week um yeah. so any thoughts on the episodes that you want to discuss um again the animation has been superb um really loving the background music some of the new pieces that we haven't heard before especially during the whole scene where pito is coming out of his shell and then kind of doing the whole learning of nen situation yep um also when kite summons his scythe that that music is awesome. I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be coming out in the third um, soundtrack, which will be coming out the same day as the movie. Uh, as far as the story goes, I think they've actually improved on what was done in the manga. Yep. Because again, you have the whole piece of the puzzle, so you can kind of add things here and there with foreshadowing, like you mentioned. Because um, I don't think that was in the original panel so yeah. it's I, I'd really do like that I mean it's kind of like a, a double-edged sword where yeah it's it's cool because we get like the whole entire you know drawn out evenly like good pace of a story but at the same time it fucking took 10 years <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's something we could do about how long it took but I, right I definitely like the way that they've been sort of rearranging um the character backgrounds, uh, the way they've they've changed slightly changed how people have been introduced, and I definitely love the foreshadowing because there was some more in previous episodes that I didn't really draw attention to, but um, this arc is very much about um, kind of destroying the innocence of of Gon in particular, but also the audience um, itself because sure we've watched um, in the case of the Yorkshire arc, we've watched how cruel humans can be to humans, but we've never really seen um, what happens if there's this threat of some other creature destroying, um, having the ability to wipe out the human race, and how the characters would react to something like that, to a, a danger of that level. And what we're also seeing is that the, the ants are evolving so quickly to the point where they experience selfish desires the same way that humans do and they're they're kind of breaking apart from what makes them ants which is um is he mentions how the unity is gone and they're pretty much all after their own selfish interests and pleasures so yeah this guy sees that as a weakness he's like maybe we can take advantage of this the fact that they're all working like individuals instead of working as a team because if they work as a team we're all fucked yep but luckily they seem like they don't really care about each other and and yeah i mean everyone's everyone's technically after after seeing that now the ants know net you should have this feeling of oh shit yeah because they were they were very difficult for them to fight even without uh net abilities so men on top of their own natural strength would be terrifying as we can see from when pedo shows up yeah i mean again that whole that whole entire scene where you know poco is lying naked and being probed and uh, like information is just pouring out i'm just like oh no this is not oh no it's all the secrets man right and you just learned this stuff too. Yeah. It's terrible. Like I think if you had to compare like Ponzu at least got away easily. Yep. I mean, if you can if you can really say like she I got mean, shot in the face 
and then shot in the body multiple times and then devoured. <laughs> you know, compared to getting probed, being stripped naked, and then devoured by a queen. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I don't know, it's just, it's it's shitty for those characters, but they have to die. Yep. To, for the story to progress forward. So, um, what we got last week was information that was completely new to me, was that the, there are people that don't like this arc. Um, not only that there were people that thought it was boring, but there were people that basically thought it was trash. And I'm like, are we watching the same show? Yeah. <laughs> Did we read the same comic? Like, I mean, because there were people that were talking about how much they loved Green Island and how it was their favorite arc, and I was just like, really? Green Island is kind of... Eh, I mean, it's it's one long training arc, which, which is cleverly disguised as not a training arc, but it's basically what it is. Um, and then the the characters aren't really... They do grow in terms of strength, but they don't grow as characters at all during the course of this arc. Like, none of their ideals are challenged. Um, the way they approach the world doesn't change any of that. Whereas that happened after, um, I think, all of the previous arcs, basically. Their ideas and the way they viewed the world around them were different. Um, and in this arc... They change um, dramatically the way Gon especially views the world. And two, it feels it's kind of weird to judge an arc when you're not even in the middle of it yet. Um, though that's hard to know if you haven't read the manga, but just boring? Really? Yeah, I've no, I didn't understand that at all. It I mean, was... I, I get it if like your favorite character is Kurapika and he hasn't shown up in, in two arcs. And this one seems like it's going to be rather long. I, or if your favorite character was Ahsoka and he doesn't show up at all for quite some time. But Yeah, the the most things that I've read is that this is a complete ripoff to Dragon Ball Z Cell arc or the Cell Saga. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't even get it. I mean, I've watched, I haven't watched Dragon Ball Z since fucking it first happened, I guess. And like, since like I first watched it on Toonami. Uh-huh. Um actually scratch that. I've I have seen the cell arc recently, but not not within like five years or whatever. Either way. In the cell arc or the cell saga, basically you get a guy who creates this like molecular kind of monster who goes around absorbing people and getting their their, their powers, I guess, their their power level. Yeah. So he goes around getting humans, but since humans are weak he knows that his whole entire concept is he has to get these two androids, and then so once he does that, he'll become the most powerful thing in the universe, and they'll be the perfect weapon to take out Goku and, and the whole thing. This is made by one dude to create to get rid of another like set of people, right? Like a like a a, a group a specific group of people. It's completely different. Yeah. This is an this is this these are animals that have come into an environment where there's no technology there's no way to get information out so there's not like this huge oh we're just gonna teleport people in and out of places and we're just gonna like telepathically talk to people bringing like this tournament sort of a thing that doesn't happen and the the whole thing is that they're just living because they're animals like it's instinctively they're gonna go hunt their prey they're going to set up a nest. They're going to try and build a hierarchy, which is technically a monarchy, sorry, to develop their species. At no point did I ever see Cell trying to, once he absorbed Android 17 and 18, or 19, no, 19 he be, I forget who's who. Anyways, he absorbs the androids, and then the whole entire time he's just like, okay, now I'm going to wait at the Cell Games as this tournament. And I'm just gonna wait to fight against the the Z fighters. And that, at no point does that ever happen here. The most that this arc really has in common um, with the Cell Saga is that the king looks like Cell. I think. Well, yeah, I mean that's. I think is like, he definitely does that did that as a homage. He's like, well, yeah, I mean it's basically this person is made up of all different people. You know, all the different. Uh, 
things that were eaten and and harvested and and done like that the queen ate is this guy and I, I i think he mentions that he did the design like cell for homage to cell yep um but that's where it stops i don't see anything happening i mean obviously i've seen there's that there's people that are like i miss biscuit because she was so cute and adorable and she's not in this arc that's one of the reasons why, I mean, at the time when I was reading Hunter Hunter, I was like, it kind of sucks that there are so few female characters um, in the series. But when you consider the time that it got adapted, and I'm kind of glad there are so very few of them because it's less of an opportunity for the fan base to objectify them. Because when Palm shows up, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be gross and weird, especially uh, once you see what her face looks like. And if I had to sit through that with, like, um, if one of the, the main four was female and they were present, because uh, unlike Leora and Kurapika, who are missing for basically the majority of the show, but if it was a third character that was female that was present all the time, I think that I probably would have stopped watching the show just out of the fan base constant gross weirdness. And so... It will be funny when they find out that Pito is male and not female. That's going to be amusing. Yeah, um, I feel like it's our. I feel like it's part of our role too, or our responsibility to be like, "Hey, people, this is not a chick. This is supposed to be a dude." But I, I feel like the people that are hating on this arc too are people that are like, "Well, I read it in the manga, so I have a problem with the art." I just like the pacing. Wait, wait, I wait, just like... wait. You read it in the manga and you have a problem with the art. Yeah. That's just what? Well, Cause again, this, because this whole arc was like done in sketch. Right, exactly. So watch the anime. It'll be so much better. And then some people are saying it's a side story. It should, it's a side story. It shouldn't take that long. I'm like, uh, side story? What do you mean a side story? Like, I understand that it's not, like, the whole, what, what's the point of, of Hunter Hunter? Is it just, is it, are you just talking about Jin being gone? Like, that's it? Yeah. It, I thought the whole. It's his whole journey on the way to meeting Gon, and into way to meeting Jin, and it's also his, his journey as a hunter. Like, meeting his dad is only part of his journey. Like, he wants to be, uh, and I think we, we all got sort of caught up in the idea that, okay, that's his final goal, and once that happens, it's the end of the story. Then obviously it happens. And you realize that, yeah, that was only part of what he wanted. He wanted to meet his father, but he also wants to be a hunter that's as good or better than his father. So it, it's it's also about that journey for Gone. Right, like, this is definitely, like, that reason. Like, this is not really a side story. This is, like, Gone is basically doing what a hunter should do. He's going in and kind of taking care of, you know, this, this eminent danger that's happening. Um, but to go back on what you were talking about with the female characters, um, again, I do see that the way that anime fans are now, because everything is highly like fan serviced. Um, that whole comment that I sent you earlier about like that said that the guy saw this is this is a missed opportunity because if Togashi really knew his things, he would have had plenty of hot and cute ant ladies for Gon and company to fight. You know, he could have had a full army, or in this case, a whole colony of just hot female enemies, just so that they could fight against them, and just fan service all around. And I'm just like, no, that's not the point of this show. Not that's the all. thing that I. That's the thing that I love about this is that there's very little to zero fan service, and the only time that there's been fan service in the show has been strictly for. Um, I guess for male or for female audience, pretty much, right? Like it's been zero male fan service. If there's been any fan service, it's been for males beca- or for females because of the whole Hisoka being naked and um, Krolo and and shit like that, and then Gone and Killua being cute with each other. And Kurapika was shirtless at some point, even uh, though even though I don't know if anybody truly wants that, but yeah. So every, I mean, at some point, it's just been. There's very little females in the show, and it's all basically for uh, for female uh, fan service. And 
the fan service that there has been for males has been added on by Madhouse just because they have the budget to do so. They're like, this show hasn't had enough boob jiggling, so let's have this character who's a minor character have the most boob jiggling you'll ever see in the show so far. And then two episodes later, she's dead. (laughs) So, um, if you have a problem with the arc, I guess what we're saying is email to us your reason why you don't like it. HXHpodcast at wordpress.com um, you could kind of mention us on Twitter at HXH Podcasts or on Facebook at HXH Podcast if you're willing to go into depth there. Um, or you could call us at 954-324-7722 um, and leave us a three-minute message on, you know, why this arc has been disappointing you so far. Because we're having a problem understanding it. Yeah, it's just this weird thing. I mean, obviously, I, we get it. It's a different pace. Um, but... The manga has been this dark the whole entire time. Yep. So that's the problem that happens when you adapt a series, and in the beginning you don't address the the darkness of it. You know the. But like, I feel like the series was always dark. Is no, I know. I, I understand the, that from the introduction of Hisoka, like his whole character exists to show you how dark the series is. Understandably so. But what I'm saying is, is like that's what happens when you make the show you know, a little bit too bright or you don't adapt it properly where you have this happy music in the beginning for opening and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, right, there's death everywhere. And, like, it wasn't very apparent in the very first arc, but then as it's, it starts progressing, like, even when you get to the arcs arena or Heaven's Arena with the whole Hisoka thing where he, like, pulls a car out of his like, out of his like arm or inside his arm and then like starts licking his like severed hand and like that shit has been around in the manga and it's been darker even in the um the york new arc but it wasn't you know i mean it wasn't necessarily edited badly in the in the anime it's just it wasn't as graphic so i could see that whole like oh now it's back to this where before this even started, we were going, well, shit, how the fuck are they going to animate this? Because it's so much more violent than everything you've seen, but it's not to the point where it doesn't compare to getting stabbed in the, in the heart with spikes and then there's no blood anywhere. Yep. So. I mean, I guess there were people that weren't prepared for the ramping up of violence, especially following Green Island where it was kind of... There was still violence in it because Gon definitely had both of his hands blown off. Um, and the bomber was going around blowing up people's faces and stuff. But a lot of that was shown in like creative cutaways and stuff like that. But it was all like it was always there the idea that there have been these homicidal people that love to kill and that, that they get off on it. And it's always been a part of the world. So. Now, when you have a colony basically full of of characters um, that have the same tendencies, and it's even more easily rationalized because they're not human, and, and why would they care about the value of a human life or even the value of each other's lives? Because, you know, they're insects. They get crushed all the time. It's, it's not a big deal. If you were hung up every time an ant died, you would never stop crying. So... <laughs> It's kind of weird to me that people weren't prepared for it, because especially if if it's anybody that listens to our podcast that wasn't prepared, we kept talking about it, about how excited we were that they were going to animate the Ant arc, but also how this is going to be so much more darker and so much more violent, uh, considering, you know, how violent the show has been before. It, It just confuses me, and I would like if there's someone that feels that way, if they would really respond to us. Yeah, and it's not it's not like we're going to like completely obliterate your opinion because let's face it, it's not an opinion when you're wrong. But um <laughs> no, just kidding. Um we just want to know like what you guys is like what your thought is like have like a reasonable discussion, I guess. Just kind of yeah, we see your your point of view, but you know, it's not like this the the, the great thing about this, especially this arc is that it's so unlike a normal shonen because there's not a huge fight at the end of it to finish it all off. I mean, there kind of is, but 
there is, but it doesn't end because it doesn't that. end. It doesn't end everything. The the the, the ending is kind of like it, it's as someone put it. Um, and, and when I was reading of uh, the 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 reason what people have problems is like it turned into a novel at some point where they're like it's just a lot of text everywhere, and I'm like, but that's it was it was text because of what needed to be happening what was going on there's a lot of shit going on and and then there's just like a, a bunch of texts and he's like well show me don't don't tell me it's like well okay um i understand that that's how that works for manga but he was trying something new and different here like that's the way that people eventually evolve you know it's not always going to stay the same true Oh, main character takes out the main enemy, and that's the thing too. Like that doesn't happen. That didn't here. happen, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't happen in this arc. And I mean, unless you want it, unless you want the main character to die, because we could arrange that. Right, and I'm sure that people will be pissed about that. Be like, well, what the fuck? How could that th- how, how come Gon didn't get to fight the? I mean, at this point, everyone knows that the king's gonna be, you know, born. Yep. So, like, you know, the whole like, how come the king didn't get born and fight Gon? Like, well, if you watch, you'll understand. So that's all I'm gonna say. I don't, I don't want to spoil too much, but that's the whole thing. Like, I know people might have a problem with that. <laughs> but um, we'll we'll await your feedback, I guess. <clears throat> so, um, thanks for listening to episode seventy-five of Dropping the X and unofficial Hunter Hunter podcast. You can find us on the internet at hxhpodcast at wordpress dot com for however long that lasts. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're probably gonna be switching to a, a legit name here pretty soon. Um, we're 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 g- we'll definitely let you guys know what the what the name is gonna be, but we're gonna have to we have some working out to do, I think. All right, so until next time. Yep. See you guys later.